Hey everybody, welcome to the Twistcast, the official podcast of the Twisted Cape. My name is Sam. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse. All right, guys, what's going on tonight? All right, so we're gonna start with some news. Uh, first, uh, a little bit on the on the worry list here. Stanley got admitted to the hospital for a, an irregular heartbeat. I read and a fall. It really sounded like you were about to say erection. <laughs> erection. He got admitted to the hospital. <laughs> Well, he right. is 95, so I mean... He just saw the Infinity War trailer. That's true. I'm sure he's really, really excited, if you know what I mean. I do. Uh, so, oh God, we're such jerks. Uh, so, in all honesty, our, our thoughts, our well wishes go to Stan. Uh, hope for a speedy recovery uh, in, in that regard. Uh, we just got medal number five this week uh, from D.C., that Batman-based story uh, with the, the dark multiverse of Batman. Uh, really awesome. You should check out our review on thetwistedcape.com. Uh, next, I want to talk about some delays, uh, specifically with uh, Doomsday Clock. <sighs> it's disappointing, right? Like, it's so good. It I feel like this is the one that people are most excited it about. It was one of the know? most it's, anticipated stories. It's an event. It is. It really is. So... We just got an issue last week, I believe it was. Uh, so last week we got an issue, and then we get the news that it's going to be two months till our next issue, and it will be bi-monthly uh, moving forward. And the disappointing thing there is the fact that uh, it takes a year. It takes place a year in advance of the current DC set of stories. Can, could you explain that? Yeah. So the whole thing is. Um, you know, we have a lot of stuff going on now and things are taking place in this, in the series that don't really make sense because they haven't happened yet in the DC universe. Okay. So by the time issue number 12 comes out, it's supposed to come out, then all the stories are caught up and then we move forward as a collective from there. Unfortunately, now there's a delay and there it's, it's going to move to a bi-monthly schedule. And one of the things that I most recently read was that they always envisioned there being a, a break between issues four and five, which is okay. Metal's done that too, but they give you supplemental content. Um, and they didn't want to reduce the amount of pages that they were doing, so they just decided to go to bi-monthly for now. Uh, they say eventually it could go back to monthly, but it's disappointing. Well so what does that ultimately mean for the rest of these DC stories? Yeah. So so the way that it reads is that there were two planned skip months, uh, the month of March and the month of August. March actually kind of makes sense because you're wrapping up metal in, in March. So I, I almost kind of understand that. Metal's a big story. I think that last issue is supposed to be oversized and um, just hopefully pays off uh, as well as every other issue has. But the August one almost doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and I don't know how that's going to affect the rest of the universe. That's It's really disappointing to, to see that. Yeah, I mean, and there is no real explanation for it really, right? Like no one has said it's because of this reason or this reason. It's just, well, it's going to be my monthly now and we kind of planned on it, but that's really what's going on, right? I mean, sadly with most of these, I think it's generally the art. 
the, mm. the, the art is the thing that takes and, and like if you're if you're reading it it is very detailed art it's very it's very close to the original Watchmen style um, you know they do some character redesigns uh, there's an update to the bat suit where he goes to like the the almost um, round bat symbol I did see that and I did like mm-hmm. it yeah uh, I don't know I don't know how I feel about it yet because uh, I'm so used to the big broad bat with the yellow outline, you know? Um, well, we'll see. Well, it'll probably go on me because, I mean, it is Batman. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just it's just frustrating because, like, you know, I, I look at it and I think, man, I'm getting this this awesome product once a month, and I, and I look forward to it. And, like, two months, it's just like, well, now it's going to mess up the stories, you know? But, you know what, if it's quality and it keeps the same really high quality of art and really good storytelling i'll suck up the delay for now yeah but i just hope they plan better in the future yeah i mean it's a shame obviously with with art you it's not precise you know yeah that's true especially when it comes to like comic art where like you you can you can write pretty quickly and, and really flush out a story but you can't you can't rush drawing something like it's you just can't do it or else it's going to come out. Yeah, and I, I agree. That's something to actually look at in the reviews because sometimes like you can tell when something's a little rushed because the facial work is really strong on one page and then on another page it's just like oh what happened to that guy's face? Yeah, who makes faces <laughs> like that? Like why is his eye in the middle of his cheek? Like that just doesn't make sense. Did he get stuck in a fight that we didn't know about or? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's, I get it. I get it. I don't like it. Like, don't don't give me a series unless you you know you're like six issues deep yeah. already. You just uh, just go to the presses. Uh, mm, that's a shame. And then, uh, so next next item that I have is fresh off of metal. We get Scott Snyder doing a new Justice League comic, which is very Ooh, very exciting. That's very exciting. Uh, so it's going to be called No Justice, and there are love it already. Uh, I believe five teams. So I'll give you the rundown on teams. I just want to be sure that I have the amount right. No justice, no peace, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Okay. So it looks like four teams, and you get just like this really cool mix of teams. I I don't have a whole lot of information, um, about the storyline right now. Um, so it's the first, the first team is a bunch of aliens. So you have Superman, uh, presumably as team leader. Uh, you have Starfire, Martian Manhunter, Sinestro, which is interesting. And Starro, um, who we, in this latest issue of metal learn that he has five butts, which is <laughs> like it's it's well then it's ridiculous and awesome at the you exact mean same you time. You don't? No. <laughs> oh well, okay then. <laughs> uh, and then the next team uh, is it looks to be led by Batman, but it's Batman, Lobo, Lex Luthor, uh, Deathstroke, and Beast Boy. Yeah. yeah, when I when I saw the pictures of all these teams. I was like, these are the oddest 
combinations that you you could have possibly construed. We haven't gotten the weirdest one yet. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I'm so now. so bring on this last one because this oh, there, is my there, this is my more. favorite. There's two more. There's two more. That, right. Okay. So yeah. I'll, I'll save, save the really weird one for me for last. Yeah. All right. So then there's a diff- another one. Uh, Wonder Woman has Doctor Fate, Zatanna, Raven, and Etrigan the Demon. Which is kind of a cool team. That's such a okay. it's such a mystical based team. It, it is. is. It is. Uh, I love that. And then this strange ass team that almost makes no sense to me, but I'm really excited to see how the dynamic works. All right. So it looks like you have t- a team leader of the Flash. Ooh. Yes. Uh oh. Hang on. It's about to take a left turn. Oh god. Then you have Harley Quinn. Damian Wayne is Robin, obviously. Oh uh, Cyborg and uh, the Atom. Like that, team, that is a really weird combination. It is really weird. odd, right? Like, yeah, I mean, just the Flash and Harley alone is such a weird dynamic. Yeah, like I, I don't understand it, but I kind of love it. Yeah, at the exact same time. Uh, so I'm really excited for that. I believe that comes out over the summer. So how many how many times do you think Flash is going to hit on Harley? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's really going to happen. I think it's the other way that you need to be concerned about. <laughs> Harley's going to fall in love with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it looks like it's a weekly miniseries. Um, Find out just how fast the Flash is. <laughs> <laughs> We already know that's a problem for him, man. Mm. He's not proud of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it'll. I think it'll be really good. I look forward to uh, reading it. Uh, you, you will definitely see some content from that uh, up on thetwistedcape.com. And uh, the last piece of news that I had was that uh, Brian Michael Mendes, who recently jumped from Marvel to DC, uh, will be taking over both Superman titles. Uh, Superman as well as Action Comics. Uh, which Action Comics actually hits issue number 1000 in the next couple of weeks. Holy that's impressive. Shit. Yeah, tell me about it. Whoa. Yeah. Isn't there another series that's hitting 1000 pretty soon as well? Uh, it may be Detective Comics. I believe that's... That it, makes yes. sense. Which that makes sense. It's not surprising at all. Um, Flash actually just had its... 700th issue. Wow. Uh, and it was really... Um, Lackluster? No. It just Horrible. Un- unheralded. Like, no one said anything about it. Like, 700, that's a huge milestone. It yeah. is. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, we like we know Spider-Man 800's coming up. They're making a pretty big deal about that. Uh, there's another Spider-Man title hitting issue number 300. But, like, 700 of The Flash. Flash is a pretty... Serious hero, and he's really in the mainstream now with you know the movie and the the his appearance in Justice League and the TV show. Like, why wouldn't you push that a little harder? Yeah, I don't get that. It's a little strange. Yeah. So, is that it for news? That is it for news. All right. So tonight we are also going to be talking about the awesome trailer. If you haven't checked it out already, I highly suggest it. It's very awesome. It has more action in the trailer than Ant-Man did in its entirety of the first movie. <laughs> um, tra- Are you saying that because you're just like uh, on Ant-Man? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh. Uh, 
whatever. It's an origin story. <laughs> I, Jesse, Jesse and I were talking about it earlier, and he's like, dude, it's an origin story. They're it's, gonna have a lot of story it's, in it. It's they not have gonna, to tell you who the character is. Yeah, it's not gonna be a lot of action. And listen, I love, I love dialogue, but I just felt like a lot of the dialogue was forced and just very on the nose. So. Uh, I know there's there was a good amount of characters that they had to get into the movie and you had to get to know, especially before uh, Civil War came out. Mike pointed that out to me. Um, so, I mean, that's another point of view looking at it that way. But still, I eh. there was a bunch of cool stuff about Ant-Man. There was a lot I, I would have changed. Thomas the Tank Engine! That's one <laughs> of the things I would not have changed. Um, so... What did you guys think about the trailer for Ant-Man Wasp? Man, it was uh it was fun. It was really fun. I thought it like when I looked at it I was like, yeah, I, I was maybe kind of on the fence and wanted to see a, a a preview, a trailer for I was like, oh yeah, I think I really want to see that. Like I was going to see it anyway. I mean, we're being <laughs> we're being honest. I was going anyway. You were on the fence about seeing it. We all knew what the outcome <laughs> that was. That's true. But like my opinion of it was like I was like you know I, there there are these movies that's like all right man I'll go see it but I'm not gonna like it like the fact that I have to go see it that I was I was pleasantly surprised with Ant Man itself so I was somewhat looking forward to this one I I, I didn't know much about what was gonna be going on what the story they were gonna do or whatnot but after seeing this trailer I'm actually really looking forward to this I agree uh the, there looked to be some pretty sweet moments in there how about you Sam how do you feel about it so uh the trailer looked amazing to me um i it really means a lot when there's established characters and relationships and you you know you're not gonna have to sit through um you know all all these yeah all these building moments and like exactly um so I'm really looking forward to the established dynamics that we really didn't get to see in the first one because you have these really, really interesting characters. Um, you know, Dr. Pym, you have Hope, and then you have Scott. Um, I want to see how, how they really work together as a team because they really haven't up until this point. You know, yeah. like Hope, Hope was kind of like an inside uh, for, for Pym. In the in the first movie, uh, never really saw her in combat except for training. But you know, just from the trailer alone, you can see that from what she was saying from the first movie, like she she has the experience. Like she should have been the one in the ant suit. Um, yeah, and she she's ready for it. And I like how they pretty much open up the trailer with like, if if Cap asked you. Um, to stand beside him, would you have? And that's that's really like, I think the question that would be on on everybody's mind uh, around that time. Like if you're if you're one of those heroes that was involved with that battle, like would you have been there? If if not, then I honestly don't know if I can a trust you or b if you should even be here right now because. If you if you have what it takes, you should have been there. True, and like the thing that I actually really kind of drew a little bit of a parallel to. Um, so the original St- Civil War storyline in the comics, 
Spider-Man was kind of the heart and soul there, right? So he, he winds up switching sides and so on and so forth. And it, it actually has an impact on his life afterwards. And it seems like we're getting that with Iron, with Ant-Man now. I almost said Iron Man. Oh, geez. Uh, so we're getting that with Ant-Man. And, you know, in the trailer, it looks like they're on the run and they're being chased by the government. Um, and, you know, they, they're trying to go underground as much as possible. So... Like I, I think we're getting a little bit of that resonance uh, this third time out with this character. Yeah, um, I think there's there's an overwhelming theme of being hunted since Civil War. Yeah. Um, for at least half the heroes. For uh, for at least at least half the heroes. Like if you if you look back into um, the Infinity War trailer. You see the people from Civil War who were on the opposing side of the Sokovia's Accords, or Sokovia Accords, um, <laughs> Sokovia's <good>. Accords. Uh, <laughs> you you see that they're they're getting tired, and it's because they're they're being hunted. They're they're wanted. They're wanted criminals. So, uh, and not just in America, in the world. In the That's world. what makes it crazy. Yeah, you can't go anywhere. So bring I, in the guardians, off world. Woo, they're yeah, free. Exactly. So, uh, I, I'm liking where this phase is going, and agreed. And they're they're really doing a great job of carrying that theme over into everything. And I, I'm always saying like this is a testament to Marvel or a testament to DC, but. Just from the trailer alone of Ant-Man and Wasp, you're getting that overwhelming feeling of, well, I'm on the run now. Like, shit's going downhill. Absolutely. What's going to be interesting also is that this is, I believe, the first movie we're getting after Infinity War. So... All right. So about that, Ant-Man and Wasp comes out in theaters after Infinity War does. But it takes place before Infinity War. Does it definitely take place before? It definitely. It, so it so takes, that's a change from Marvel's pattern so far because they normally try and keep them in chronological order. Exactly. So it's taking place right after Civil War. Huh. Yeah. And I, I thought that was very interesting because one of the things I really gave Marvel Kevin credit for up until this point was having fans who are very involved and not very involved being able to come into each movie and really see it for what it is like you could just see it as a standalone movie or you could see it in succession true you know but this movie you're coming into it and you're like well it takes place after this movie but before, before this, this movie one, I this just saw like now two months ago well all right so two things one we're gonna get that again with captain marvel because that takes place in the 90s but right. i feel like that's almost Largely. excusable because you're going back farther than what these movies have portrayed so far with yes. the exception of the original captain america that's mm -hmm. true which leads me to my second point we have not seen ant-man or wasp in any Infinity War trailer. That is true. I did just think about that as well. Huh. So that almost kind of makes me a little concerned. Because yeah. there's no... I mean, there's no reason that they shouldn't be there, right? 
So I guess what I'd have to say is they steal ghosts uh, and tangible technology, incorporate it into their own suits, turn it on, and then automatically fall to the Earth's core. <laughs> that would that'd be a terrible movie plot. <laughs> uh, so That's actually, it. We're done with these characters. Tangibility, yep. people. Fuck them. It doesn't, doesn't work. Uh, no, the, the other thing that actually almost works along that line is um, we may get uh, Scott and Hope going after Hope's mom uh, in like the, the quantum realm. Well, that that is an established um, point that's going to be happening in uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. That's that's like one of the the plot points of the movie. They're going after um, Michelle Williams, who's playing um, Pym's wife. Janet. Janet. Okay. So that that is definitely happening in this movie. Nice. Um, so what do you guys think about uh, Ghost? Uh, so we only see it for like a split second. Like it is the fastest villain reveal I think I've ever seen. Uh, hopefully. All right. So first of all, they gender swapped. Yeah. In case you didn't know. Yep. Uh, so they gender swapped and also uh, Ghost tends to be more of an Iron Man villain. So, right, because Ghost first appeared in Iron Man in what, like 87 or 89? Yeah, somewhere back there. So that, sorry, Jesse, that that led me to think, is this going to be more or less like a a homecoming appearance for Robert Downey Jr.? Because that might be like a a homecoming situation. Like he shows Hmm. up, um, he has an interaction with Pym because... Tony's father and Pim had their falling out. So this would be like an interesting dynamic for them to have. I don't know. What do you guys think, Jesse? No, I'm not well versed in Ant-Man at all. So maybe just for my benefit and whoever else doesn't know, maybe could you let us know who Ghost is? Yes. Who what what is their shtick, basically? So so Ghost is essentially uh was become to be known as an anti-hero almost because he up until now, um, now, now she has been like, um, corporate espionage, like going after major, major corporations and taking them down. Yeah. Like a, like a hacktivist almost. Okay. Yeah. Um, the suit that he, she wears, uh, has, has a, has a, Computer chips that essentially can't overheat and will allow the user to become intangible or invisible, but not at the same time. And whatever it touches can become intangible or invisible, but not at the same time. Now, that's the kind of techno science babble bullshit that I love. Right. So it's a very cool villain. Um, I wonder how it's going to play out here. And I'm not sure that that's the only villain, but it's at least a villain. I did read of a second villain. Oh, yeah? I'm not entirely sure of who it is. Who spill the beans. But. Spill the beans. America, spill the beans, yo. <laughs> but I'm not sure who the second villain is. But I know there definitely is one. Yeah, because one would almost feel weird. And like... I feel so weird saying this. Like with today's climate, is Ant Man punching a 
female ghost in the face like the message we want to send uh, out right now? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it would fall in line with Hank Pym himself, who in the comics has a dubious past. That but. is true. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. I mean, you got to carry on tradition. I suppose. It do we, though? <laughs> some people, yeah, some people have a cranberry at Thanksgiving, cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving. Other people have punch in their wife in the face. <laughs> Not me. That's uh, that's wrong. Yeah. That's wrong. Don't it, do it. Thank you. <laughs> Except for if you're Hank Pym. Don't do it, Hank. And even more so... Like if you're where I wonder, I wonder if he ever did it wearing like the Ant Man suit and didn't didn't pull his punches. Uh, Ooh. I, I look, I almost think that he did it as Yellow Jacket back in the day in in costume. But I mean, look, he was crazy at the time as well. He was like having like fractured personalities and whatnot. So that's true. Going through coke phases. Yeah, it's messed up. It's real messed up. Uh so back to the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Went down a long, windy road right there. Uh, what did you guys think about the action sequences? Mm. That scene where we have Hope just shrink and run along that knife that's being thrown yeah! over her. Amazing action. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see that enti- the scene is in, in its entirety. I know. And I mean, the action Ant-Man was fantastic and I was disappointed I didn't get more of it but it looks like that's what it's going to be in Ant-Man Wasp you're going to get a lot of it yeah that's really exciting uh you know and I I'm excited to see them suit up and fight side by side uh cuz that's that's going to be really kick ass cuz she's so good uh I think they they cast her perfectly I really do uh, she, she's just like a take no bullshit from anybody kind of person. And she's just strong and talented. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's yeah. just great. Now, what do you guys think about? So uh, there are different, I guess, origins of ghosts abilities. Uh, do you think the intangibility is going to be uh, brought in as like a, a natural thing? Um, or artificial? I think it'll be tech-based, personally. Probably, given how the whole, the two movies so far have been about, like, the tech-based suit and all that. I feel like they're going to keep with that tech theme. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right in line there. Okay. Yeah, I just thought I'd brought it up because there, there are, um, there are times where Ghost had, art, like, natural powers. Yeah, it all all depends on the writer at times, though. Yeah. Now, Uh, another thing is the ghost suit can disrupt um, electronics. Yep. So so do you think that that will pose a problem when it comes to controlling the ants for for Scott and Hope? It could. It very well could. Just totally mess up their suits. Yeah, and you know what? That could be a reason that they wind up getting sidelined and not be in uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Hmm. I hadn't considered that. That's a, that's a really good point. So so while we're talking about suits, yeah, uh, it's a little bit lighter fare, a little lowbrow, uh, but 
if you look at a picture of the wasp suit, <laughs> the internet was gracious enough to point out that the front of her suit looks like a dick and balls. And hashtag not, dick slap dark side. Dick slap dark side. Dicks out for dark side. That's true. Uh, <laughs> now, not only does it look like uh, a nice old pair of cock and balls on her chest, but it looks like a pair of cock and balls wearing a ribbed condom. That's true. And hilariously, even further, it's a pair of cock and balls pointed straight at her privates. Yep, that too. Yeah, so... It's just goodies going for goodies. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, look, so when you look at these costumes, Ant-Man's actually has an ant, an ant head hidden in, in the costume. The front of her costume has a, a, a wasp hidden in the front of her costume. Unfortunately, uh, once you see the dick and the balls, you can't unsee said dick and said balls. Yeah. Well, it's hard to. Hard <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're dealing with children, Jesse. You need to get over it now. <sighs> You're all dealing with children. Um, so, yeah. Overall, I am very excited for Ant-Man and Wasp, which, by the way, could have been horrible. Like, horrible. Absolutely uh, right. Like, when they first announced that they're going to be bringing Ant-Man into the fold, I was like, well, what the hell? What are they going to do with that? I think that's how most people reacted. Right. And the thing is, I thought that because I had little, little faith in them to make it cool, which was very misplaced because I had no reason to feel that way. They did a great job with everything up until that point. Well, you know, here's part of what made it so so weird, right? It's the fact that it was having the DC troubles, but without like the ridiculous publicity. Like there was there was a lot of issues with that movie behind the scenes, and it took like they actually wanted to start with Ant Man, but they started with Iron Man instead, which was a good choice. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense because Pym was all the way back in like I guess. Uh, was it in the eighties? Uh, did he in the movies? Yeah, he's back in the eighties. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I guess it would have made sense. I wonder if they're gonna do something like uh, once once I get to the end of everything, if they're gonna be like, all right, well, we're starting with Captain America. We're gonna work our way up into the eighties with uh, with an Ant Man movie, and then we're gonna go into Captain Marvel in the nineties, and then we're gonna just roll right into everything else. That's going to be pretty interesting. I love that we get all these time periods, right? Cause yeah. you, you, you get like the forties with cap, um, with, uh, uh, Peggy Carter, agent Carter. If you watch that series, which was criminally good and then got canceled, uh, you get more time in like the fifties and, um, that kind of thing. And then we know we're getting nineties with captain Marvel and you get a bit of the eighties with, um, with the first Ant-Man. And it's just really cool to see this progression of time. And then even that, that snippet in Spider-Man, it's, it's a modern-day kid who's growing up, who's developing in this time. So it's just really neat to see how how we've changed over time, especially like our styles and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing a great job of 
bringing everything uh, full circle. Um, so, uh, you guys have any more thoughts about the Ant-Man Wasp trailer? No, but I wanted to ask just before we wrap this part up, uh, what are your hopes for the movie? Hmm. I'm I'm hoping for big action, but in that small scale again. Um, like I really want just that really awesome explosive action that there was in that final fight scene between Yellowjacket and Ant Man, as well as some awesome giant man action in the movie. Yeah. Good. I'm hoping that this movie doesn't take itself too seriously because hmm. I feel like Ant-Man's a property that shouldn't really be taken too seriously. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the end of the trailer is so good. It's like, wait a minute, you gave her wings and blasters and blasters. Oh, I guess that technology wasn't available for me. Oh, it was. <laughs> so something like that gives me hope for the movie. Yeah. I just feel like if they take it in you know, like too dramatic and too realistic of a feel, it's just going to fall flat on its face. So I, I hope that they keep the comedic um, legs with the Ant-Man property. Uh, but I do hope that they put some real good stakes, you know, in the movie for, for each character. Because if the stakes aren't high for Dr. Pym, if they aren't high for Hope or Scott, and they don't establish that correctly... Uh, I feel like the whole thing is just going to fall flat on its face because for for me, those three characters are very, very symbiotic. Like they're they're all doing this for very similar reasons. Uh, and like obviously all the tech that they're using is very closely related to another very, very similar, almost identical. So... If one doesn't work, it's going to fall over to the next person and it's just going to all fall apart. So I really hope that the the writing was stepped up for this one. I agree. I'm right there with you. So, all right. All right. And Mike, what do we have next? So next we have an announcement. Uh, I've impregnated Sam. Congratulations. Yeah. You weren't supposed I'm going to be a daddy. You weren't supposed to. Jesus <laughs> no, that's not it. Uh, so we realized I'm not pregnant. <laughs> uh, sure? No, no. I mean, I, I tried. Can't, I can't even tell you that I am certain I am not. I but tried real hard, you guys. Real hard. It's a you disappointment. Did. I was supposed to be the uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I I even got him a best uncle ever T-shirt. Okay. Okay. No. 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 Mike, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> All right. What, so, the, what the hell is a Twisted Cape doing that no one has ever done before? Ladies and gentlemen, the Twisted Cape now presents the first, first annual, annual Twisties. All right. So on a way to a podcast, I realized that Hollywood basically ignores all superhero content. So, no, there's nothing in the Emmys, there's nothing in the Oscars. So, I thought of the idea to do something called the Twisties, uh, which is our award show. Wait, so... I love that site. No, not the, not the porn 
Uh, no. Oh God, people are gonna. Oh, people are gonna confuse that. Wow. We maybe should have thought of that before. We should. Everyone yeah. should have thought of everything. Yeah. Well. Oh well. Fuck so, it. We already made it. So, so it's ours now. So uh, we're going to run down some lists of categories and actors, and we're and then we'll we'll talk about it more after we've uh, we've given them all. But from here going forward, the Twisted Cape presents the first annual Twisty nominees. Jesse, I turn it over to you. All right. So in our best supporting actor for a TV show category, we have Charlie Cox for The Defenders, Mike Coulter for The Defenders, Evan Moss Bockrock for The Punisher, Tom Cavanaugh for The Flash, and Ian DeCasecker for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Awesome. So under best supporting actress for a TV show, we have Sigourney Weaver for The Defenders, Kristen Ritter for The Defenders, Aubrey Plaza for Legion, Elizabeth Henstridge for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Ming-Na Wen for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. For Best Supporting Actor in a Movie, we have Robert Downey Jr. for Spider-Man Homecoming, Mark Ruffalo for Thor, Ezra Miller for Justice League, Henry Cavill for Justice League, Patrick Stewart for Logan. Kurt Russell for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Stephen Merchant for Logan. Chris Pine for Wonder Woman. And Tom Hiddleston for Thor Ragnarok. And for Best Supporting Actress in a Movie, we have Karen Gillan for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Tessa Thompson for Thor Ragnarok. Robin Wright for Wonder Woman, and Amy Adams for Justice League. Moving to Best Lead Actor in a TV Show, we have John Bernthal for The Punisher, Grant Gustin for The Flash, Stephen Amell for Arrow, Dan Stevens for Legion, Finn Jones for Iron Fist and The Defenders, and Clark Gregg for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. For the category of Best Lead Actress for a TV Show, we have Amber Rose Reva for The Punisher, Jessica Henwick for Iron Fist, Melissa Benoist for Supergirl, Rachel Keller for Legion, and Chloe Bennett for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. In the Best Lead Actor for a Movie, we have Tom Holland for Spider-Man Homecoming, Hugh Jackman for Logan, Chris Hemsworth for Thor Ragnarok, Chris Pratt for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and Ben Affleck for Justice League. For Best Lead Actress in a Movie, we have Kate Blanchett for Thor Ragnarok, Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman and Justice League, Daphne Keene for Logan, and Zoe Saldana for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. In the category of Best Marvel TV Show, we have The Punisher, The Defenders, Iron Fist, Inhumans, The Runaways, The Gifted, Legion, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And for Best DC TV Show, we have The Flash, 
Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, and Gotham. And finally, for best movie, we have Spider-Man Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Logan, Thor Ragnarok, Wonder Woman, and Justice League. So that concludes all of the categories and the actors that we'll be uh, voting on. Speaking of the voting, we will just have you come to our page, thetwistedcape.com, and you will find a link right at the top of the page where you can vote for all of those uh, categories, subcategories, and we'll do a compilation uh, when it's all said and done. Voting will end at midnight on February 28th. Please go and vote. Guys, this is your chance to really make it known who we as fans of the comic book universe, the DCU and DCEU and the the MCU, um, make it known who we all are really enjoying during this fantastic time of superhero uh, cinematic representation. I've always called it the golden age. It's so good to be a, a fan at this point in time. They had the golden age of comics, now it's the golden age of comics and movies. It's 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 happening now and they're not getting the representation in any of the formal um, cinematic uh, award ceremonies like the Oscars or the Academy Awards. Um, I know this is nowhere near touching those by any means, but this is a chance for you to get involved and say, this person is the best for me. And I'm sure you are not going to be alone in your votes. So this is going to be a lot of fun, everybody. This is the first time that we're doing this, and we can't wait to see what the results are going to look like. I'm really excited. Uh, that the, the first podcast right after that is going to be absolutely thrilling yeah i cannot wait for that all right so uh as we get ready to wrap up here i just want to remind everybody to hit us up at thetwistedcape.com you can follow us on social uh on twitter at the twisted cape uh you get if you want i i'm a little social uh, i'm a little active on on twitter as well follow me at spider mike 29 uh, I, I retweet a lot of our stuff there as well you can find us on facebook we're there. Uh, I believe that's uh, at Twisted Cape. Or is that the Twisted Cape? It is at the Twisted Cape. The Twisted Cape. Cool, cool. Uh, check us out there. And uh, our next Twist cast will be right after Black Panther. So that'll be a bit of a spoiler Ooh. cast. I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah, get ready for that one. That's going to be... We're going to di- dissect the movie from beginning to end. Yep. So, everybody, thanks for listening. Um I can't wait to see the participation uh, from from the twisties uh, once again. Porn it, it is porn. Mike, it is not porn. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's my idea. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well. All right. I'm gonna go to twisties.com right now. Oh, okay. I know. I'm thinking about it. Um, but before that, thank you everybody for listening, stopping by. Uh, please remember to like and share our Facebook page or any posts that you might enjoy. Um, thank you very much. And hashtag dicks left dark side. Dicks out for dark side. All right, everybody. Stay twisted. I'm Sam. I'm Mike. Thanks for listening. I'm Jesse.